0: Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGuinness, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we're joined by Eleanor Armour, who we spoke to in January 2021. Welcome, Ellie, and thank you so much for joining us for this Composer Talk before we perform the work today that you wrote for us, Matrix. Please tell us about your piece.
1: Well, you may remember that uh, some time ago you sent me uh, the plans for the upcoming seasons, uh, you know, of E4TT, and one of them was uh, to be uh, on the theme of mothers and daughters, and I selected that one. Because I thought I would be able to find some uh, poetry that would that I would like to set, and I, you know, I'm I'm very close to that subject. I am both a mother and a daughter. <laughs> um, I. Uh, originally you may remember, uh, was all wrapped up in the idea of, uh, the Persephone myth, you know, you and I went round and round with, with some poems related to that. Uh, and then somehow that got discarded. Uh, a lot of the poems were, were, were too long and, and thoroughgoing and some of them rather, uh, frank, uh, in their imagery and so on, uh. So I continued looking, and I was in the process of uh, going through my old friend and collaborator, Ursula Le Guin's uh, poems, looking for uh, poems to set. I'm making a a memorial album of my settings of her poetry. And uh, I remembered coming across uh, the one that she wrote called A Song for My Daughter. And that just hit the spot, totally hit the spot. Uh, Partly because uh, of its symmetry of generations, that particular poem, you know, refers to her daughter first as, I believe, uh, mother of my granddaughter or granddaughter of my mother. I can't remember which came first, but uh, there's all kinds of verbal inversion (laughs) going on there, I actually created little motives to represent daughter, granddaughter, and mother. And they, they of course, were uh, invertible, invertible counterpoint, if you like, if you want to sound very fancy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, those motives worked their way into the, into the piece, which is uh, essentially tonal or, or modal. It didn't seem to me to call for any uh, experimental uh, harmonic, uh, you know, advanced harmonic, supermodern ideas. And I don't think any of Ursula's uh, work uh, has ever been anything more than just sort of naturally tonal or almost tonal for me and and preferred by her. Uh, She has... In the past mentioned some other settings of her work that she didn't like for this reason or that. And so I always tried to avoid doing those things that she didn't like, you know, from other composers. The poem was meaningful to me because I have known uh, Elizabeth, her daughter, uh, for longer than I knew her. It was actually through Elizabeth that I met Ursula Le Guin. I met her at Elizabeth's wedding. Uh, And Elizabeth had been my student long ago at the San Francisco Conservatory and a brilliant student she was. And now look at her. She's, you know, in a very important position uh, down at uh, UCLA and uh, very highly considered and so on. But we we have remained friends, of course, through all of this. Uh, And speaking of friends, uh, I was going through other poems, uh, sets of poems, specifically uh, a book called Audible Dawn by uh, an old friend of mine, Rella Lossi. And we were very good friends. She she has long since passed away, uh, but I've always loved her poetry. And um, I don't want to spill a bean here, but uh, the poem that I chose by her was actually addressed her son, but we won't tell anybody that because it works just as well uh, to pretend that it's addressed to a daughter. Uh, uh, So I was very happy to find that one uh, by her and child, dear eyes and uh, the, the, uh, the vigor of it and, and the spontaneity and the strength of it in a sense it was a wonderful contrast to the more lyrical more regular poem by by Ursula I thought they would work very well together uh, and I always like uh, working with the p- poetry by my friends and loved ones <laughs> when I have the chance I when I have the chance I do it and I'm fortunate to to know or to have known uh, many poets so uh, it's just all in the family, if you will.
0: (laughs) You introduced me to the poetry of Relilassi with Child Your Eyes, which I then found in Timepieces, her collection. And I love her poetry. I am so grateful to you for introducing me to her writing. A colleague of mine read the poem and was playing the piece and was so moved by how accurate it was in terms of her own experience as a mother and how she experienced her children, both the poem and the music. And now there's another composer who's setting another of Rella Lossi's poems in the future for us. So the chain of friendship of poetry and composition continues. Just wonderful.
1: Lovely. I'm I'm happy that you're you're a link in that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you too as well. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure. And a special thank you to our guest, Eleanor Armour for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. For Good Measures, produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measure.